News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR on News Talk. We're joined now by Ainthu Leader and TD Padder Tobin. Padder, your view on all of this, because this is a, a very difficult area. Yeah, first of all, I think that the government have managed this in a really, really poor fashion. Um, in terms of at the start of the year in March, uh, it was estimated that we were going to have 200 1,000 Ukrainian refugees coming into the country. Um, At that time, the government identified about 500 vacant buildings uh, for accommodating Ukrainian refugees. Uh, And as recently as two weeks ago, Roger Gorman admitted that only 10 of those were operational. Um, I put in a parliamentary question recently to find out that the government bought uh, 29 buildings uh, for this purpose. And of those 29, only one was operational. Um, and it's incredible. Like The government have hundreds of empty buildings across the country. The OPW, for example, it, uh, itself, just one department, has 68 empty buildings and 32 empty sites. So, you know, I think we're seeing some of the, that kind of glacial administration that we see in housing but, and but in healthcare. But I, 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 is that fair? I mean, I mean, this has been relatively quick. The, 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 the Russians invaded Ukraine on the 24th of February. We're now November. So it's nine months ago. Turning around hundreds of buildings in nine months w- would be almost an impossibility for anyone. And we look at the rest of yeah. Europe. There are people living in tented accommodation, etc., as refugees. So, so we're not particularly glacial. It's just going to take time, surely. Well... Listen, I've no doubt this is a mammoth task, but these are the deadlines the government are setting for themselves. So the government has said, for example, and that they would have 500 modular homes delivered by October, and none of those are delivered as of yet. And, and, and in September, we found out that 85% of the properties that were pledged by citizens okay. for Ukrainian refugees have not What would you like to see happen that's practical, Padder? Well, first of all, I, I think the, 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 the best and most positive um, process that we saw so far was families themselves um, pledging properties uh, for Ukrainian refugees right around the country. Um, and of those, only 15% were actually activated. But I'm also of the belief that the government do need to consult with local communities. The okay. lack of consultation is a major challenge uh, to local communities. Roger Gorman said, for example, that he's going to leaflet East Wall um, and let people know what's happening. But, you know, that's, that was too little, too late. Shane um, was saying when we were talking about earlier that he believes that consultation is sort of a, 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 another way of saying that people don't want people in their areas. And, and supposing that's the case, supposing, supposing the government consults with every community in the country and every community in the country says, no, we don't want people here. What then? First of all, I do believe that many people in Ireland want to be generous, that they want to be the Good Samaritan in terms of helping people fleeing from war. I think that's the instinct of most people. But consultation is a normal thing in Irish society. Like we consult when it comes to, you know, the erection of wind turbines or pylons yeah, or even, even hotels or, 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 you know, office blocks. But this and is, I have to this laugh. is like, I'm subtly different because there is the fear, and let's let's name it. The fear is is that we will open Pandora's box of racism. We will open Pandora's box of, of anti-immigrant sentiment, and that is why. The government has been scared of their lives to go and talk to anybody about it. And, and, and is, is, is that not here. valid? Is that not valid, Padder, that, that there is a fear that racism is driving some of this backlash? Because I, I Ukrainians it, it, appear to be more acceptable to us that, than, than citizens from other nations. Brown people appear to be something that are more of a challenge for communities. And, and, and is that something that we should be indulging? Well, I honestly believe it's the opposite is the case. I actually think that if you don't handle this properly with sensitivity, with consultation, you'll actually create the divisions that we've seen. So, you know, the Minister, Roger Gorman, he has the word integration in his title, but the actions that he's involved in is now leading to divisions uh, in certain uh, areas in Dublin, areas that are uh, areas that are suffering from deprivation previously. So, you know, it, 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 
proven but that is, is it leading? Is it leading to those divisions, or are those divisions already there? And and the government is just trying to keep a bit of a lid in them. Because I I, I, I heard I, reports. I heard some of the, the the live audio from say East Wall, and there was chance of get them out, get them out, being being shouted at a building that was containing refugees. And there see, were people who came on and came on air and said, and, I, and I'm quoting somebody else, the area is destroyed with foreigners. Now 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 that doesn't sound to me like anything other than potentially uh, racism. I, I have no doubt that in the edges of what's happening in certain places across the country, that we do have certain organizations, racist organizations, that are looking to make political capital out of this. But what I'm saying is that if we don't have a grown-up, adult, mature conversation about what's happening in our own, in our own communities in relation to this, well, then we're leaving the debate to those people. If, if you don't give uh, a, 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 an opportunity for honest citizens, be they from East Wall or Killarney or from North Kildare, to, to talk about the fact that they're worried in relation to service levels and doctors and schools and yeah, transport and, 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 and housing. There are if you don't give valid, those an opportunity to, to, to speak about those... Do you think we should going, have a cap on people coming here, Pater? Um, personally, I don't see that a cap is needed at the moment. I think the government's the, uh, incompetency themselves is leading to a lot of the difficulties with regards to supply and accommodation. Um, but I do believe that we need to have a sustainable and managed level of emigration. And to do that, it must mean that the numbers coming in match the facilities we have in the state to match the numbers coming in. Okay, uh, and, and that, 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 that sounds very sensible. And I actually, I totally agree with you about consultation and the conversation and all of that. And that sounds very sensible, mm-hmm. except for we have a war in Ukraine. We have a war in Europe. So if you look somewhere like Poland, which has a bleak winter ahead, there are people, up to a million of them from Ukraine, in that country currently, some of whom are intended accommodation in in the middle of winter. So, so we don't have the ability to say, well, we, we'll we'll see what facilities we have and then decide who we're going to take or how many we're going to take because these are people fleeing from war. But that's why I started off my presentation in the fact that there are government ac- actions that are just not being fulfilled. So, for example, in all of Donegal, by the end of September, there were 351 pledges by families to take in uh, refugees from the Ukraine. Zero were activated uh, in, in the whole of Donegal. You know, the vast majority of, of those uh, pledges have not been activated. The vast majority Do you believe of, those pledges uh, are, are still standing? Because in, in, in the immediate aftermath uh, uh, of the invasion by Russia of Ukraine, there were huge numbers of pledges. And yes, if they had all been activated, maybe then and there that would have worked. But now, with the changing attitudes, and there are some changing attitudes around all of this, do you think those pledges are still standing? Well... I believe, like, from what the uh, Irish Red Cross are saying is that about half of those have not materialized um, in, in, in actual fact. But that still means there are about 5,000 of those pledges still standing. And one point of a can at the moment, you know, if the government were sensible about this, they would go into places like East Wall and say, there will be a, a dividend for your community in relation to um, the work that you're doing with regards Providing, what what, uh, what form would that dividend take? A, a, a dividend would say, well, listen, we're going to make sure that you have enough GPs in your area. We're going to make sure that you have... Padre, with uh, respect to you, as a former GP, that is beyond the government's gift because there are no GPs. You, you, it's impossible to recruit GPs at the moment. So it's they can't, they can't recruit, possibly it, go in and say that. It's impossible to recruit GPs because the, the terms and conditions and salaries provided and the numbers. for GPs. There's too few, Pater. There's actually just uh, too few. 400 GPs, Kira, left this state for Australia at the start of the year. And the reason why they left uh, Australia 
for the start of the year was because terms and conditions and income is better for GPs uh, in, in that location. And on, like, anybody who's recruiting anybody for any job, if you don't have the proper terms and conditions and income, you simply won't be able to compete. So are you saying in order to make, 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 make this work, what we need to do is pay doctors more? Because that's what it well, sounds no, like. What I, I have no other idea how you're going to manage no, ma- magic, no, magic them up. That's not what I'm saying. And what I'm saying is you need to be able to go in and tell communities that pressure on healthcare, pressure on transport, pressure on schools won't happen because we will actually make an investment okay. into Padre, those with areas. respect, it sounds to me like you're going to go in and say we'll fix all of societal, you know, we'll fix every problem with public transport, with accommodation, with the health service, and then this will be acceptable. And you know but, none of but, those things can actually happen with, in, any, no, with, in, in any short term <laughs> time frame. With, re, with respect back to you, I am not surrendering that we can't fix those issues in any ways. I actually believe that we, in the short term. we can. First of all, the, the government has the capacity in these specific communities to be able to say that there will be a societal dividend okay. in relation to uh, what's happening here. And if they don't, well, what you're going to find is that, you know, mothers with young children are going to find, you know, are going to say, well, we have okay. a difficulty because there isn't enough services Unf- to provide uh, for people I, I in t- this I community. T- no, I, take, I, I do take your point. And, and, and unfortunately, we're going to have to leave it there. But thank you for speaking to us on this this morning. That is Ainthu Leader and uh, TD Pater Tobin. Let us know what you think about this. Let us know what you think about this conversation and, and where we go from here. 53106. News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR. Weekday mornings at 7 on News Talk.